2020. Here we are in the middle of November, almost at the end of November, and what a year it has been. I love that it's 2020 and no one saw it coming. I just think that is hilarious and I think that's such a God thing. <laughs> we make 2020 the year that no one saw coming. Um, and as we go in, you know, into the, the, the end of the year, things are starting to return to somewhat normal, aren't they? I went to Myers the other day and the Christmas decorations are all out. If you're looking for a Christmas tree, don't go to Maya because they look like they've sold all theirs. But Christmas decorations are up in the shop. Things are kind of, the restrictions are coming off. Travel is slowly starting again. But if, if I'm honest, I would have to say that this year has probably changed me in ways that no previous year has. And there's been some absolutely amazing things that have happened this year for us personally, and I'm sure for you guys as well. There's been great stuff happen, and so it's, it's been the year that it's been, but I kind of feel like life kind of fundamentally changed a little bit for everyone this year. And I think in the beginning, we were super optimistic, weren't we? Like, you know, because we're Aussies. And that's what we do, you know? Tell us that something can't be done. Tell us that there's a thing in the way. I mean, look at the origin, you know? Tell us that we're the worst team on the planet and we will win. So it's just us, right? We just, we, we're super optimistic. We're like, nope, this is going to, you know, this is, how long could it last, people? Seriously. Well, I don't know about you, but it lasted a tad longer than I thought it was going to last and it's still lingering on. So even with restrictions kind of lifting, there's still a kind of nagging sense that maybe we might never return to normal. Now, I'm hoping that we will. And I've heard people in response to that go, just need to write the year off. Just need to write it off. You know, 2020, the year that wasn't. I hate that, just by the way. Uh, You know, just need to make it through to the end. I hate that too, just by the way. Because I feel like, you know, we have such a limited time on the earth. A whole year is a whole year, right? And I'm a little bit stubborn. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed that. I'm a little bit stubborn. Um, If you tell me that I need to write it off, I'm so not going to do that. I hate to concede. I hate it. I hate to give up. And more than anything, I hate to not have hope because I just don't feel that is a correct response. We are connected to the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, who epitomizes hope in the midst of hopelessness. And so at very least, our response should be to continue to have hope. But then it's, it's one thing to say that, but then how do we then navigate this? How do we do that? How do we make plans? How do we make the rest of the year count? How do we get to the end of the year energized and with vision and with purpose and excited? Because honestly, I think we are fooling ourselves if we think we're going to get to 2021 and the calendar is going to turn over and everything is going to be different. We need to get positioned and ready with enthusiasm and hope and and looking forward and energy for the next year right now, more than ever before. So I looked at scripture to try and find us an answer. And in John 16, Jesus is explaining to the disciples how their world is about to change because they have a certain viewpoint about his lordship and how it's going to look on the earth. And he's trying to tell them that actually it's going to look entirely different to how you think it's going to look. I'm going to be crucified and I'm not going to be with you any longer. And verse 1 begins with this in the message. 
I have told you these things to prepare you for rough times ahead. I feel like we could have read that at about March. I've told you these things to prepare you for rough times ahead. You know, it's going to be a rough season, guys. I'm telling you, prepare yourselves. And then in verse 2, it goes on to, um, they will put you out of the synagogue. Well, who would have thought in 2020 that a virus would physically close the doors of the church and mean that we couldn't gather in the way that we've always gathered? I didn't see it coming. But clearly, it's happened before. Who would have thought? Jesus goes on to explain what will happen in this season for his followers and how they will struggle to understand and explain it. I feel like I'm right there with them. Struggling to understand and explain it. It's all happening, but I'm struggling to kind of keep up with it. And if we pick up towards the end of the chapter at verse 32, he says, The time is coming, in fact, and in fact has come, when you'll be scattered each to your own home. <coughs> well, yes, done that. Some, some of Australia has done that on a longer season than others, and I'm so grateful you know, for, for where we live and being in Queensland. But who would have thought? Who would have thought we'd be scattered to our own homes and only allowed to exercise in, in twos? And I mean, really? But the very last verse in the chapter, verse 33, he begins to give us the answers. And I'm going to continue today with the Then Jesus Said series that we've been looking at over the past number of weeks. And so this is it. Then Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I have overcome the world. So life's going to happen. Quite, besides the fact how we feel about it, quite, it just keeps happening, right? But we can find peace in him. In this world, you will have trouble. That's just a fact. So don't be surprised or shocked by it. Our response should be to take heart because he's overcome the world. To take heart. Well, what does it mean to take heart? Well, the dictionary tells me that it is to be encouraged. So be encouraged. That no matter what you face, no matter what the years look like, he has overcome the world. We are going to get through this. It also means to to be made feel optimistic. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I am looking forward to better days. Despite what I see, I am able to look forward to something that is better. And I think we can finish the year strong, encouraged, and happy. I think we can not just make it to the end. We're not just hanging out on the rapture bus stop waiting for Jesus to come again at the end of 2020. We're actually positioned to go into next year with a heart full of vision and purpose and able to look back at the year and go, you know what? We made it. So I want to look today because I'm intensely practical and this is intensely spiritual. Uh, Spiritual. (laughs) It is spiritual, but I meant simple. It's intensely simple. Because I feel like, you know, it's one thing to go, you know, you need to take heart. It's quite another thing to know how to do that and know some simple ways. So I have a few simple ways today that you can put in place in your life. It's not hard. That will actually help you to take heart and finish the end of the year well and go into the next position perfectly. The first one is this. Set the playlist for your life. What does your playlist look like? What do you listen to? Because, you know, if I'm honest, as a younger, more troubled person, young woman, um, when I would get depressed, which was 
probably often, um, I would listen to the worst stuff. I, and a lot of you are too young to remember this particular artist, but there was an artist named Karen Carpenter who used to sing songs like, I said goodbye to love, no one ever cared if I should live or die, I think was the lyrics, beautiful, very encouraging. Um, depressing, right? So I'd put it on and lament how bad life was and make myself feel worse because music is really, really, impa- is really, really powerful and it's one of the simplest ways to change the atmosphere in your life and to help yourself be encouraged. We see it used all through Scripture. In, in, an, in the Old Testament, we see when the, the army would go out to battle, they would send the musicians out first. And it wasn't because they wanted to find out how good an aim the other army was. It wasn't because the musicians didn't quite make the grade to be in the army. It was actually because they understood the concept of setting the atmosphere for winning. They would sing and they would play and they would, they would remind themselves about how good God is, how God had helped them through before, how God was a victorious God, how God was with them, and it would set them up to win. If we look in, um, again in the Old Testament, when King Saul found himself tormented, he sent for David to play for him so that it would calm him. Music is really, really powerful, and we need to learn how to use it well in our lives. In the New Testament, we find Paul and Silas, they're in jail. They have had their their clothes torn off them, they've been beaten with rods, and they've been whipped. And now they're chained in a jail. Now, I don't know about you, but my first response on how can I make this a better situation probably wouldn't be, I think I'll sing. Yeah, maybe you're better people than I am, but I'm not sure that I think I would be inclined to sit there and lick my wounds for a little while and be like, oh my goodness. They sang. Why? Because they understood the power of taking heart and encouraging themselves with what God had done and continued to do in their lives. So check your playlist. For me, I, pers- I have a, a playlist that I take things off and put things on. It's called Heaven Breathed. And I put things on there. Now, I'm not talking about, please, I'm not talking about like, oh, don't listen to secular music. Some secular music is actually really good. Some music that is just on the radio actually makes me feel really happy. I can think of one that's actually called happy. Um, So I'm not talking about just restrict your list. I'm talking about what songs speak to you and encourage your heart. So on my list, I put things that I find personally encouraging. There's a lot of of Christian stuff on there because I find that inspiring. It helps me to to lift my eyes, to see hope, to to be reminded that God's been with me before and he's going to make a way for me. It reminds me to be still and know that he is God. But there are also other songs on there that just actually make me feel happy. They make me tap my toes. They make me dance. They, They make me take heart and encourage myself. So, when you leave and you hop in your car, what does your playlist like? Set the playlist so that you are continuously encouraging yourself and being able to take heart, reminding yourself that no matter what, he has overcome the world. Second thing I see is this, spend time with encouraging people. You know who they are. You know who the encouraging people are in your life. And again, I'm going to be a little bit honest and raw here. I find sometimes when I feel a little bit lacklustre and I feel a little bit down that I either tend to isolate, because that's going to help, 
and sit in the corner and lament how terrible life is, or I gravitate towards those people that are just going to pat me on the head and tell me how very cruel life is. And yes, I have every right to feel as bad as I do. And, and you know, I just sit here and let me stroke you. And, and, and you know, like, you poor thing. I mean, that's lovely, but it doesn't really help. Because you just leave feeling, like, justified that life sucks. But I do have people in my life that I go to when I feel a little bit down, intentionally, that I've intentionally put in my life, and they look like this. They don't just listen, but they encourage. They help me to get some perspective. They help me to step back and go, yeah, you know, this, this is tough, but, you know, you're going to get through this. Yeah. You know, they pray with me. They say, we're thinking of you. They send me little texts every now and again to say, I think you're awesome. The encouraging people in your life. The ones who are not afraid to tell you to stop wallowing. Come on. You're better than this. You're bigger than this. Get up. Have another go. Put those people in life. Am I saying they are the only people you should have in your life? No, because people will come to me at the end of the service and say, well, you know, my family's really negative. Should I not have anything to do with them? Don't be ridiculous. Of course you should. You're the encouraging person in their life. But make sure that you have encouraging people in your life and that you avail yourself of their wisdom, of their love, of their compassion, and of their wisdom. I said wisdom, didn't I? Twice. Must be very wise people. And allow them to... Um, let you lift your eyes and see hope and encourage you. The third thing that I think helps you to take heart is to laugh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, when did Christianity become such a serious thing? <laughs> Seriously. When did it become like, I met Jesus and I'm never going to smile again? No, that has not been my experience. The Bible says in Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You want strength? You want to be encouraged? You want to take heart? The joy, joy, joy of the Lord is my strength. There's a song. I could sing it, but I'm not going to. Proverbs 17, 22. I haven't got time. Um, says, a cheerful heart brings healing to both the body and the soul. The soul. A cheerful heart. People say to me, it's okay for you, Pastor. So you're just, an, just a happy person. You know, I choose to be a happy person because I understand how powerful it is. When was the last time you had a good laugh? Oh, it's a tough season. Even more reason to have a good laugh. What makes you laugh? It could be different for anyone. I remember a season in my life where, please don't judge me for this, where, you know those fail videos, fail army, I think it was called? All the ones of people like, you know, trying to do amazing things and then crashing and burning or whatever. Um, I always consoled myself that no one was really injured in the filming of this video, but it made me laugh. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you've got to understand that laughter, when it, it's actually a fact, laughter and happiness and joy releases endorphins in your body, which actually change, changes your phys physiology and makes you feel better yeah. and helps your perspective. Yeah. Laughter. If you want to take heart, if you want to encourage yourself, have a good laugh. Have a good laugh. Number four. Enough said. Celebrate the wins. You know what? This year may have been a rough one. There may have been changes in your life. There may have been disappointments in your life. It may not have turned out the way that you were hoping at the beginning of the year. But I'm telling you, there's been some wins. 
There's been some wins in this for you. For all of us, it's been a major reset. For me personally, it's reminded me of what's important in life. It's stopped me from running at 100 miles an hour and made me stop and really assess what are the important things in my life, what I want to focus on. There are wins in life. And if you take the time to sit and think about what wins there are, I mean, for my husband, I mean, he would tell you and he has told you for the last number of weeks, he's an expert at pizza now. I got to tell you, that's a win, not just for him, but for me as well. He's become this amazing cook that presents things like he sees on television. That's a win, not just for me, but also for him because it makes him take heart. I've done something new. There's a win and you need to celebrate it. Not just acknowledge it, but celebrate it. So how do you celebrate it? Well, me, I love, um, I love helium balloons. <laughs> That's really hilarious. But I love things that actually just make me happy. I have actually at times bought a whole um, bag of party poppers and just popped them over myself. <laughs> Nothing says celebration like a party popper. What do you need to do that will celebrate it? Maybe it's buy yourself a little cake. Maybe, girls, it's buy yourself a new outfit and some new shoes and a new handbag for tomorrow night's sisterhood. I don't know. Uh, For the boys, Levi said boys celebrate by eating KFC. I'm not so sure. I think that's aiming a little bit low, but um, not particularly healthy. But, you know, what what can you do that will help you to celebrate the small wins? Celebrate yourself. It'll help you to take heart and encourage yourself. The last thing I see is this. We need to hold on to hope. Now, I said before that that the creator of the universe is connected to us. The creator of the universe loves us. And Hebrews 6 verse 19 says, we have this hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. You know, we have to be able to hold on to hope. And I love that analogy of the anchor because when I think about a boat or I think about a ship that is anchored, you know, it's anchored right there. And no matter how big a storm comes, no matter what happens, it might get tossed about a bit. It might take on a bit of water. Maybe some of the things in, in it will be thrown about and rearranged and it might get turned around in the storm. But when the storm passes, it's steady and it is still sitting ready to go forward. It hasn't lost any ground. It's anchored. So when the storm passes, it can continue on the path that it was on when the storms pass. And I want to speak that into your life this morning. Maybe the storm has turned you around a bit. Maybe some things don't look like they have before. Maybe things have fallen off the shelves in your life or fallen overboard. Can I just tell you, we have this hope. It's a steadfast anchor. It's holding you in place. It's holding you to God himself so that when this storm passes, this 2020 storm, When this storm passes, you are positioned to move forward as if nothing had happened before. You haven't lost ground. You haven't been shipwrecked. You haven't floated off with the currents. You're sitting exactly where you need to be sitting to enter the next season. So hold on to hope. I've got some questions because my husband always does questions and they're kind of cool and I always forget them. So I don't forget his questions. I forget to put them in my message so we're clear. Some questions to ponder. What is the playlist for your life? What is it? Is it something that's going to inspire you? Is it something that's going to make you feel encouraged, give you joy, make you look forward to the day? Does it help you see beyond you now? What is it? And if it needs adjusting, adjust it. Who are the encouraging people in your life? Who are they? And as I've spoken, maybe you've seen them. 
Maybe you've been avoiding them because you don't really want to be encouraged. Are you spending time with them and allowing them to encourage you? Because encouragement, you need to allow it. I find people encourage me all the time and I can bat it off. And we shouldn't. We should allow it to come into our heart and to give us heart, take heart and encourage us. When was the last time you had a good laugh? Come on, people. When was the last time? I remember seasons in life when Chris and I would go, it's been a long time since we've laughed. And so we would intentionally watch something funny or do something funny. Is laughter a regular part of your day or your week? And how do you make it that? Find it out. What are some of the wins that I can intentionally celebrate this week? And how am I going to do that? How are you going to do it? Am I consciously taking heart and encouraging myself? Or am I a wallower? Don't be a wallower. How can I change this? Remember, then Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you would have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. I wonder if you'd stand with me today. I'd love to pray for you. Lord, I thank you today. I thank you that we can take heart. I thank you that your heart is always towards us. Lord, I thank you today for people who have come in maybe feeling a little discouraged, people that have come in maybe feeling like just a few more weeks and I made it to the end of the year. Lord, I pray that you would help us to lift our vision. I pray, Lord, that we would go out of here and intentionally think about things in our life that have been wins this year. Even in this last week, even today, Lord, I just thank you that we can, um, we can be encouraged by music. We can be encouraged, Lord, by laughter. I thank you, Lord, that we can just lift our eyes towards heaven. I pray for those people today who've come in feeling discouraged, feeling a bit flat. I pray as we leave, as we sing today, that you would lift our eyes heavenward and that we would be able to get a little bit of perspective, that we would be able to get a little bit of excitement, that we would be able to get a little bit of energy and a little bit of expectation that's going to carry us to the end of the year and into next year. I thank you, Lord, that no matter what the storm, that that hope, that that anchor, that steadfast anchor to our souls holds us, holds us to you. And no matter what comes against us, Lord, you hold us there positioned, ready to go as soon as the storm has passed. And so I thank you for it in Jesus' name. May our hearts be encouraged today. Amen. Amen. Before we leave, before we finish just before we finish. Maybe you've come today and it's your first time, your first time in a long time. Church isn't usually your deal. I just want to encourage you today. You know, God sees you. He knows who you are. He's extremely kind. And even out of my own life and my own experience, um, it is the best decision I ever made to make a step towards following Jesus. And I don't know where you are on your journey, but maybe that's your next step. And if that is, I want to really encourage you. It is the best step that you will ever take. It is the simplest step that you will ever take. And Levi's going to come. He's going to tell us a little bit more on how to do that. But I just want to encourage you today. Take heart, people. End of November, we have survived 2020. We have more than survived 2020. We are going to go through the end of the year with passion, with excitement, and we're going to go into 2021 so well. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for listening. Why don't we thank Pastor Sue? What an encouraging message.